It is the Brotherly Love Podcast, Anchor.fm, and all of your podcast platforms. Don't think this is going to be a pleasant one, if I'm being quite honest. Joe O'Donnell, John Mita here with you. Uh, The football season is winding down. It might be over sooner than we all expected. Johnny Mita, how are you? Um, Just devastated. I I don't know how else to say it. I mean, we've kind of may have seen the writing on the wall with this football team, but you had the Cardinals game and that was bad. And then you get the Giants game and that made the Cardinals game look like a joy to watch. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't even know how to describe the way I feel right now. Well, let me, let me I, I know we don't have a lot of time here because sure. you got to run around to do, but like, is it affecting your well being, John Mita, this Eagles team? Oh, absolutely. It always does. And, and, <laughs> My friend Christine's like, it's it's just a game. It, they're just a football. I said, no. You oh no. <laughs> you have no idea what that means. Yeah. Well I mean, like, you just you just it, it's different. Yeah, I'm I'm angry as hell. I gotta be honest. Like sometimes I'm angry or days, but watching that, it's just here's the deal. Like you're just we're essentially watching a car crash before it happens yeah and there's nothing you can do to stop it that's what it, it, uh, it does feel like that it's been embarrassing it's been um like defeating you know that's it uh, but at the same time like i haven't i don't know i was let me let me let's break it down all right last podcast is right before the 49ers game right uh maybe probably we might have done one after did we do one before Seattle? I don't know. Maybe you not. Know what? I, no, I think I think we did. I think you're right. I think we did one prior to Christmas. Or one after the Christmas game, right? Or no? I'm, no, I'm not really after not. Christmas. Whatever. At some yeah. point, we've only had one since this tailspin is, is, has right. begun, I think. Right. So we probably, we've had one. We, right. oh, because it was the uh, the F, it was the Merry Christmas and F Quez Watkins episode. There it is. Um, That's the one. That's so like the in, the, in, the early, in the early part of the tailspin. We uh we commiserated, um, yeah. you know, and initially, like I wasn't so angry at the 49ers loss, like as as bad as it was, like I just thought at some point they were going to lose a game. You're playing a good team. The schedule was horrific. The the lack of rest, everything that went into that, yeah. just the way that game set up, like I wasn't mad. I was, you know, right. I was pissed, but I wasn't like wake up the next morning, one the puke. Uh, three days later, angry type of mad, right? And I've been huh. that way for losses over the last however many years. And then the Dallas game was like, ah, you know what? Again, I was just, I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt because of it's in Dallas. The Cowboys are better, whether we want to like that or admit it or not. It just, the turnovers kind of screwed them. Game got away from them. And I was going to say, okay, again, they were playing. I think the Cowboys were on a long they had a full week anyway. Like it was the Eagles that got screwed again in the scheduling. But that Seattle game, man, I was especially to blow a lead. I was pissed. Yeah. Um, then we come home, we get the Christmas victory, and I was pissed even though they won. Right. And then Just... Arizona, I couldn't watch all of it. I'm kind of watching on the iPad. Got ice hockey huh. going on in front of me. They're up big, and I'm like, oh, Birds are going to win the division. They're going to break this NFC's curse because what were they up double huh. digit, fifteen points at halftime, or? You know? Yeah, no, it was twenty one to yeah, twenty one to six at the halftime. Yeah. And you're like Inexcus- inexcusable, you know? right? Inexcusable. They, they, this is a bad team. They'll put them away. 
And to lose that game was like stunning. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And exactly. and this last game, man, it was unwatchable. It really on, was. I, listen, at halftime, I'm at a bourbon. It's called like Brick and Barrel. It's a uh, the owner's from Jersey, moved to like Jupiter, Florida, and it's he converted his place like on Sundays an all Eagles bar, like surrounded by fans, some good vibes, good people. And then by halftime, man, I was like five to six glasses of bourbon in. I couldn't even watch it. I, I just the minute AJ Brown went down, yeah, with the with. I you know I immediately called you on the phone. I go, do you yeah. believe this shit? Like, well, you didn't want you I, didn't want them playing their starters anyway because of the field and yeah. I didn't want them to play because I wanted to reset. I I really had no faith that the Commanders with a lame duck coach, you know Ron Rivera, could they like pull this miracle? Even though Dallas doesn't play well like on the road, typically they're not really a great road team. I just said th- this is meaningless. Like find out. Give your players some rest. They look tired, and 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 and, and kind of, you know, reset your system. Get examine tape for two weeks. Come up with something different because when they have lost five out of six games here, what what has changed? Like, what is different from their offense? Right. And when you have when you have third graders, like you know, diagnosing, like we all see it, and then you hear Sirianni give interviews. Where he's like, well, when the coma does it, and, and like he just has no answer. So right. to me, that tells me, listen, he's a good, he's he he can be a good motivator. He, he's a good like glue guy, but when it comes to X's and O's, he needs good people around him. And and that's not like that's not like a terrible situation, but when you promote, you know, Jalen Jalen Hurts his godfather to from QB coach to offensive coordinator. And you go out and get another person off the street and show them to sigh. Meanwhile, all the players in the building, it sounded like they were pretty attached to Denard Wilson, who then went to Baltimore to join um, John Harbaugh's staff in Baltimore. Like, yeah, that's, I just, that's worked out pretty well for the Ravens. Right. Like, their defense is good. Ours is trash. So, I, I just I, – I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's culture. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. But – and listen – Everyone's going to – Jalen had a phenomenal season last year. I mean, you take zero credit away from how well the guy played. So, then you got to get creative minds together like, okay, well, what did he struggle with? What are they going to do? Like, so – and again, and I – Joe, and I think it also comes down to, like, how hard they practice. I don't know if you saw the interview with Javon Hargrave, but he's like, yo, the 49ers practices are way harder than the Eagles. And maybe that had something to do because – they don't play in the preseason, right? They don't play their starters. And then, like, week one against the Patriots, right? This is week one. They threw and they disguised all these types of blitzes. And they kind of started, you know, the first initial piece of the roadmap on how to be effective. And li- listen, I mean, you know, the, you know what the Eagles did yesterday? What's that? Which was Monday. What's they had, that? They had the day off. Do you know what they I did? Heard... You know what they did today? Lift this morning and off tomorrow, right? Yeah, and they're off again tomorrow because it's a Monday game. So for me, look, I know as a coach, you got to stick with your process, your plan. You have to. At this point in the season, when it's going the way it's going, if there's ever a time to take the cookie away and say, this hasn't been good enough. Right. So we're practicing an extra day this week. Sorry. Right. 
you know? Right. So, yeah. but listen, you, you, you sound like you I don't have a lot of answers. I, I don't feel like I have a lot of answers either, man. I, I feel nah. like I have a lot of questions and I want to ask you some of them. All right. Sure. Glass half full because they won the fifth most games in the NFL this season with 11 wins or glass half empty because they became the first team since, I don't know, it was like 1986 to, to start the way they started and then literally piss the bed. Um, I, I forgot what stat it was, but what they did down the stretch winning one in six games is like remarkably historic for how they started and how they finished. So you're going glass half full that, Hey, they're in the playoffs and they won 11 games coming off a Super Bowl loss. Or you're going glass half empty. The, the glass is completely empty, Joe. Forget being ahead. <laughs> it's done. It's flushed. There's a hole in it. It's over. All right. Like, I, I, I just, I just did, have no belief. I have the no 40, belief. Me too. Okay. Like, I'm going to watch Monday's game. But, and I'm going to hope, I'm I'm gonna hope yeah. like hell. Right. But I'm not going to be confident then, at all. Right. But then here's the question. It's gone so bad so quick. I mean, part of me is like, do we just let the train wreck? Let the train hit the tray and just be like, all right, time to rebuild. I mean, I don't know, but I never thought I'd say that, but yeah. like, well, how just could because you? Like, how could you? Right, because right. remember after the bills game, all the yeah. talk was this team just knows how to win. They're resilient. They're right. doing something that hasn't been done in years in the NFL, go to the super bowl, lose and come back and start 10 to one. How many teams that started ten and one back to back years, let alone go to the Super Bowl the year prior and lose? Like, yeah, they're like they, the only team. Yeah, the, yeah, Packers in the nineties or something crazy. Yeah. Like they were, they were bucking trends, right? They weren't winning yeah. pretty. They yeah. were coming out yeah. sometimes by the skin of their teeth. Even Week One against New England, they probably should have lost that football game, but they didn't. Uh, uh, you know, maybe they should have lost in Kansas City, but they didn't. Right, and and then maybe that, but Bills should have beat them. But they didn't. And it was like, man, this team just Jalen, right? He's he's cold-blooded. Like, he's a winner. They can't win a rep right now, let alone a football game. So well, I got to ask you, John Mita. Sorry, bud. Did, mm -hmm. did the 49ers take this team's soul? 100%. They grabbed it and buried it outside. Buried it for the season. I, I think, listen, also, here, here, here's the conundrum when it comes to the culture, right? You know, you got to wonder how much the owner and the general manager are involved with these coaching decisions. Because we didn't even really hit on the Matt Patricia thing. But since they turned That's over been to a DC, fire. the D.C. range to him, linebackers are dropping in coverage. Nobody knows Ugh. where to go. Is he introducing new concepts? I mean, we talked about it on the phone. Maybe you just got to dumb it down and keep it simple. And that's yeah. kind of – what they did with Nick Foles on the Super Bowl run, they just took down the plays that were effective for him when he was a successful quarterback, and they just ran those. Like, right now, like, do they not pick plays that worked from last year? I mean, I don't think everyone's looking at what they put on tape this year. I mean, I don't think it'd be a bad idea to go back to the archives. But, listen, we're going to look at glaring holes, and, and we can talk about the offense and lack of imagination and creativity, and that's all there. But defensively, personnel well, wise, it's been a like your favorite term, grease fire. Like we need linebackers on this team. I don't give a shit. I don't care if we draft like three next year or or, or get two in free agency. But if you want to have a defense, a good defensive football team, you need linebackers. Yeah. You know, they want to put all their money in in defensive line, right? And offensive line. Well, that's great and all, 
But where's the defense line? They're la- they're like forty sacks less from last year's number. You would expect them. Maybe I did made a terrible bet to a <laughs> yeah, Cowboys yeah. fan. You lost that. All one. right. Oh, big time. I should probably give him 40 bucks. It was such a bad bet. Anyway, but like and like I think the two moves, right? Sidney Garner Johnson moved, doesn't didn't really know what he was asking, but the guy had six interceptions through nine games. Now obviously he tears his ACL ACL in Detroit. You know, that was a big loss for them. And then a guy like TJ Edwards, who I think's probably headed to the Pro Bowl, judging from his statistics. Now, did he want to go home? But just those two moves alone there, and then they go and they re-sign Slay and Bradbury. Like, and that's the kiss of death. How many aging quarterbacks over th- cornerbacks over 30 and you re-sign them? How well, many end up? And what's their love- motivation? Right. Bradbury the- was playing right. for a contract. He was a one-year right. hired right. hitman right. last year. So he had a great year. Right. And right. Slay has never been interested in ta- tackling. No, he's more concerned no. about social media and pick sixes, uh, which is great when he it. gets them and brutal when he does. Well, that's it. Well, that's it. And they're in like the bottom of third when it comes to turnovers. Right. And we all know the significance. We've beat this drum a million, three million times. Well, just of, look how much it's killed the Eagles offense this year. The turnovers. A hundred percent. The, you the, know, Jets, game, what, the right. Jets game was a loss strictly because of turnovers. That Dallas game flipped upside down. Because of turnovers. The yep. fumble by Jalen on that first drive trying to respond to the Cowboys seven points they put up, right? Yeah. And then even Sunday against the Giants, I know it was a listless effort. AJ Brown fumbles. That game was still very much in doubt and they were driving. Right. And it just shifts the entire game around. Yeah. Um, and we we turn the ball over entirely way too much and we don't get enough turnovers. So you want to talk about again, speaking to the glass half empty. <laughs> That's the glass. That is the glass, the definition yeah. of the glass empty on both so, sides. So right? one of the other things I jotted down, it's like the dysfunction sure. this, this right now with this team feels like to me, like you always talk about that Super Bowl hangover, right? When you lose yeah. the Super Bowl, most teams struggle. Look at the Bengals last year. They started, I don't know, one and three. You yeah. know, they, they tend to be teams, I feel like, that run into injuries and turnovers, you know, turnover issues. And like this dysfunction for this team, this feels like what should have happened to this team to start the year. Like, right. oh, they can't get out of their own way, right? They can't. Yeah. But but to happen late after being ten and one is just the most stunning thing ever. Like, yeah, what changed? Right? Like, what exactly. happened? What happened to it's the like- confidence? And that's the word I come back to, dude. Because I've seen right. it. I've seen it. We've seen it in sports. Well, a look, hitter, look, a look. hitter in baseball, Trey Turner. Right? Look at yeah. Trey Turner. Look yeah. at any team that goes on a run. Uh, look at the Detroit Pistons losing 20-some games in a row. Why do you think they lost 20-some games in a row? It's got nothing to do with their lack of talent. Sure, some of it, but it's the right. NBA, for Christ's sake. You can right. win a game if you really believe you're going to win a game, but when the going gets tough, they fold. They get rattled. Something doesn't go their way. You don't get a call. And right now, the birds aren't going to get any calls. They feels like they're not catching a break on the injury front. It just seems like it's snowballing the wrong direction and to me, a lot of it is that word confidence. And whether it's the 49ers game or not, this team lacks confidence right now. Uh, I'll, I'll take you just to the Minnesota Wild this year. Or any coaching change in the world of hockey always seems to make a difference. Why? It's still usually a Canadian or an American standing behind the bench, and they're going to, right. like, every team plays the same way. There's little wrinkles, little tweaks. At the end of the day, it's confidence. The team's not confident. 
St. Louis Blues a couple years ago were dead last in the NHL standings on January 1st. They fired Mike Yo. They hired Craig Berube. In June, they hoisted the Stanley Cup in that 2018 season. How? I, the right. players didn't really change. How much could that right. coaching change really? It's confidence. They started yeah. to ride that wave of momentum. This this Eagles team has none of it right now. And they're all no. it's all lip service, dude. All these quotes. Uh, like I, I want to print off a, a full bulletin board of the quotes the last three weeks. All oh, this they, like they've the been rocky awful. nonsense and the Brandon Graham even today. No, but, oh, they're but, doubting us. Dude, we've been doubting you for a month now. Exactly. And nothing's exactly. changed. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. I mean, it's, you got, know, Fletcher it's actually Cox. got worse. Listen, the comments is Sidney Brown the week before after the Cardinals game where he goes At, from well, a rookie, bad, right? From a rookie, which should alarm everybody because you know when a rookie comes out and just doesn't care what the repercussions for him, maybe not handling it, yep. you know, in an inside yep. the in-house basis, saying, "Well, our practice habits are leaving or are, are, are lending to our playing habits." I mean, that's a big red flag, like huge. Right. And then and you got where Fletcher. he play right. at Illinois, right? Right, right, exactly. Like, come on. Right. Then you have Fletcher Cox coming out and saying, like, like that he's – like, Fletcher Cox comes out and says, yeah, we, we, we just – we lost a bad football team. Yeah. It's inex- – like, look at the losses, Joe. Look at the losses. We lost to the Cardinals, the Giants, the Seahawks, and Which the Jets. With their backup. And the Jets. And the Jets. So if and by the go, way, that Seahawks team had lost four in a row coming in. It was their backup right. quarterback, and the Eagles right. were winning that entire game. Right. All right. And we were – listen, if we go two and two, we're 13 and four on the year out right. of those four games. And nobody's just saying named. anything. And nobody's saying a lick. But it's just – it's just, it's just it's disconnected. The way, right? It's the way that it's, it's but, happened. Yeah, right? and then like, we got to look at front office. Like, how much control does Nick have over his coaching staff? This is going to be the other thing. Or you know? how they operate. All right. Right. Is that? Look, there was talk of him being a puppet, right? A young, yeah. inexperienced oh. coach. They're looking Howie for a yes his, Howie yep. and Jeffrey want their hands involved. And we've yeah. seen how it, tail, how, how it got out of control before. Sure. And eventually, Doug yeah. Peterson said, I've had enough of this. I can't even right. hire and fire my own coordinators. I'm out. Right. Right. But guess what Doug did just today? Well, did you he, see that, he Poopy heard. Peterson? He fired well, he both his coordinators. Was... Yeah. Well, he didn't have the ability to do that in Philadelphia a couple of years ago from everything we we think we yeah. know. Exactly. And they're pretty salty on the way out. They're like, well, the, yeah. the problem's still in the building. It's not something like, uh, uh, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to drop this on you right now. Cause it's somewhat uh, breaking NFL news. I mean, the last couple hours, yeah. I would fire Nick Sirianni right this second. And I'd hire Mike Vrabel to finish the year. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat, man. I can't believe wow. the Titans let that guy go. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he's not a like coordinator. Vrabel, Vrabel, uh, no. excuse me. He's, no. he's too much of an alpha male. I feel like. Nah, he's a nah, he's an alpha dog. There's no doubt about it. His problem is again, you know, when uh, listen, when you don't have that quarterback, that's the biggest thing, you know. Right. When you don't have that quarterback, I mean, look at look look at some stability in the organizations over the years. Like, you know, the Packers always were consistent because Aaron Rodgers was there. You know, Drew Brees with the Saints. I mean, a franchise quarterback's a big deal. But when your one's regressing, like what we've seen, like like 
you know, when Carson got banged up, we're like, man, he's he'll be here for 10 years. Next thing you know, he had that bad year, and then just everything came apart. So well, he was Wentz was also seeing ghosts. Like it right. felt like he was never comfortable yeah. behind that line. And I, I'm getting that sense from Hertz. People were talking right. about his breaking the pocket too early. I just he watched Dan Orlovsky ex- break right. down some tape. Cam Jurgens yeah. is getting beat a lot. Like I yeah, you know, who was no, it? They um, have a, they who have do we lose a... last year? The guard. Uh, it wasn't Vitae because he no, yeah, Sam, Isaac Sam Isaac that was a big loss. I think that was yeah. an underrated loss. Now, yeah, I mean it's you know, getting pressure up the middle, they're blitzing on the edges, but they're just you know, to, to coin our friend, you know, Fat Andy, you know, I'm not putting my players in the positions to be yeah. successful. And yeah. I think there's a lot to that. Oh, first I play of the game at- against the Giants, they dropped Hassan Reddick in the coverage. He was in no man's land, and it was like right. a 30-yard gain over the middle of the field. Right. The first because freaking he- play. Yeah. Well, in the first play, we blitzed our safety. They blitzed Sidney Brown from 30 yards out. Right. I'm like, can't you wait till there's a tighter formation and not like – and then they, that's when they, they gave up. Yeah, that was the same play. They blitzed Sidney Brown and dropped Reddick in the coverage. I, I mean, whoever made that call, that was – I, get, I, I said, good Lord. I got one Go more ahead. question for you. Yeah. Bigger concern going into Monday night in Tampa, playoff game, wild card weekend against the Bucks. Bigger concern, offense or defense? Um, I, I mean, defense. I mean, well, this defense can't stop anybody right now. I mean, seriously. I mean, I think our offense can find a way to scrum up 20 points against a bad, you know. I mean, obviously Tampa blitzes a lot, but it's the defense. Now, we get Slay back, but and it's the defensive line going to show up. Like, they were giving Baker Mayfield fits. If you remember earlier in the season. Oh, yeah. Like, like that was one of their best games as yeah. a defensive line unit. Yeah. But that unit has seen disappear. I mean, like, like, like the ghosts. Like the aliens of Miami, they're gone. They just disappear. Yeah. So I, I well, don't dude, know. But you got consider this too. Like at one point this season, this was legitimate talk on WIP and around Philadelphia was this year's defense being better than last year's defense and being yeah. more equipped to be a Super Bowl defense. After that Dolphins game, there was a lot yeah. of talk about how good this Eagles defense I'm was, with it. and they are a goddamn joke now. Yeah. That's it. And uh, you just you, And the you personnel at... hasn't changed, dude. It's not like they lost no. three linemen or two linebackers. No. Like, they the personnel's the same. No. Yeah. It's it's just not they're just I mean, not good. They didn't play terrible against Kansas City. They won in Arrowhead yeah. with the same defense. Yeah. The 49ers gonna... that 49ers game was six nothing after the first quarter. We talked about this, you and I on the phone the other day. Yeah. They were buzzing. They were all over Purdy. Yeah. The first two drives. It was three and out, three and out. First quarter comes to an end. Birds are looking like they're going to stomp them. And then literally it was seven straight touchdown drives and nothing has been the same. I know. Nothing. Can't stop the bleed right now. All right. Let's let's dive in. I mean, hey, coaches, real quick, though. I'll tell you what. I know there's a dark horse. People curse me. But I'd be interested in going to get Lincoln Riley from Southern California. He he basically made Hertz a pass into a passer, and I've seen his offensive creativity. And he does motion. He does a lot of the stuff that the young, the Shanahan's, the Mike McDaniel, the the McVeigh, some of the young offensive guys. I mean, he's got that cachet. Obviously, you'd have to find a good DC, but I don't know. 
If if the train comes off the track on Monday night, but anyway, go ahead, Jones. I think the expectation is it's going to come off the track. I mean, what what else could we be telling ourselves right now other than it's an unmitigated disaster on Monday night and they're going to get embarrassed on national TV and be bounced in the opening round? Like, what else? Give me another plausible scenario right now. So now again, that might not happen. Something else could happen. They might beat the Bucks by thirty. They might squeak one out. They might go to the NFC Championship game. They might win the Super Bowl. I don't think any of those things are going to happen right now, but they could. I'm not telling you they won't, but like plausible. Like if you're looking at predictability, if you had a pie chart with percentages, like the the leader in the clubhouse is that they get embarrassed on Monday night. And I don't care how bad the Bucs team is or not playing well or whatever. But huh? all right, let's 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 jump into the game. Huh? I think it's a good thing they're playing on the road. You agree? 100%. Because that pressure. crowd at the link would be just ah, ravenous. Ah, after a three and the place on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good thing. They've beaten the box before. So hopefully they can use that to their advantage. Yeah. Um, you know, it will be a little bit of us against them, which if yeah. this team needs something right now. Um, mm. but let's let's talk, you know, a couple of things I've got and teased. it's supposed to rain, maybe. Oh, like, of course Jesus. it is. I mean, and they played like seven games in the rain. For yeah. God's yeah. sakes. Can the we only just thing have... they've done more than play Monday night football is playing the rain. <laughs> it's unbelievable. 100%. But at least they should be experienced. Uh, right. All right. A couple of things that we're looking for here that I'm looking for as far as a recipe for success. The first thing for me offensively is if DeAndre Swift doesn't touch the ball 25 times, 20 yeah. runs, five catches, or some combination, if he doesn't have his hand on the ball 25 times, it was a wasted season for a guy that was leading the league in rushing, by the way, after that yeah. Tampa game in week three. So that's number one right. for me. All right. You're, you're struggling, pound the goddamn football, or swing it All to right. him out of the backfield. Number two, get the ball out quickly on offense. I'm so That's tired it. of this. Nobody looks wide open. Nobody schemed open. Every other yeah. team that we're playing right now, these shit-bum teams, are have guys wa- running wide open. Wide open. And we it, have it none of amazing. it. These seven-strap drops – Hurts breaking the pocket, throwing it 30 yards downfield and out of bounds. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. Quick. Snap the ball, get it out. Mm. And not with a bubble screen, for Christ's sake. So swift 25 touches Ah. and get the ball out quickly. Those are two things. And and I guess third, and I don't have the answer to this, but if you can figure out how to to pick up a blitz, that would be helpful for your quarterback. Uh, It it seems like their blitz pickup plan is Jalen's legs. And he's not 100%. He's not running. Like, even Mariota looked faster when he came yeah. into that grease fire of a game on Sunday. No, and, and I mean, I mean, we've seen pictures. I mean, first of all, like, the hand injury looked like it's never reported. And my buddy was like, this happened in, like, week 12. And did he get a banged-up hand because he's running the brotherly shove and people are, you know, plucking back his fingers? I mean, I don't know when the hell it happened. But, no, there's something more wrong. So, I agree. Well, Johnny Meade, on the uh, on the flip side, on the defensive side of things, I, I got just a couple of things that I, I want to see Monday. First off, pressure the damn quarterback. You know, they uh, to me, three to five sacks on Baker Mayfield give the Eagles a chance to win this football game. And the other thing is get off the field on third down. This is not, this is not breaking news, but the Eagles have been just pretty brutal this year, especially down the stretch, getting off the field on third down. I think that you got to keep the Bucs you know, 40% or under 40% third third down conversions if you want to build any confidence in this game and have a chance to win it. It's crazy to think that an 11-6 team uh, that we're talking like this, it 
here's how they have to play if they're going to have a chance to win the game. But that's just how the season's unfolded. I mean, this might be an 11 and six roster ultimately. Maybe you are what you are. But the way they got there is the maddening part, is the befuddling part, um, which makes this week all, all so crazy and, and depressing at the same time. And we're just kind of waiting to see how this is going to unfold. So we'll get to our predictions in a second, but there are the things I'm looking for offensively and defensively uh, as far as keys to having a chance to win this football game. What do you got on both sides of the ball? Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm going to beat this horse. I've been beating this horse since I've been following this football team. It doesn't matter who the goddamn NFL, who, who the head coach is, and it's all about commitment to the run. You have to commit to running the football. I don't want to see a handoff once every four plays, five plays. Like, if you're going to commit to it, do it. Okay, the running game is a quarterback's best friend. We can all realize and recognize that Jalen's a little dinged up right now. Let it be his hand injury. Is his knee still shot up from earlier in the season? But he just doesn't look like he has the same mobility. Quarterback's best friend, the running game. The other thing to help the quarterback is getting the ball out quickly. Instead of trying to hit these home runs, these long, you know, 20-yard routes, these, these fly patterns, get it out quick and let these dynamic playmakers make a difference for you. I mean, you look at some of the most successful quarterbacks in all the NFL. And when you're under pressure, it, it, it's, it just messes with your head. So if, you, if you're if you taught to get the ball out quick within two seconds, you look across all the league, everyone's getting the ball out quicker. Help your quarterback. And the way to do that is to just make quick throws. Let him check down quicker than normal. But that, those are going to be the keys. So commitment to the run getting the ball out quicker, and then taking your shots when necessary. And God forbid, too, is and can we just have a clean game and not turn the ball over? Can we not fumble in a big spot? Can we not try to go for some home run interception when there's another player wide open? And that's going to be important for Jalen. And the offensive line's got to play better. All right, moving on to the defense. For me, defensively, the defensive line needs to show up. It's one of my favorite lines. It's my golf driver, okay? when I hit it absolutely terrible and then finally I come out of nowhere and stripe a drive and I go, wow, it's nice to have it out of the witness protection program. The <laughs> defensive line, the defensive line needs to come out of the witness protection program. You know, the D tackles, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, they got to step up. And also the defensive coordinator needs to let these guys play to their strengths. Okay. Dropping Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and all these guys in into coverage is not playing to their strengths. You know, they're get up and go get the quarterback. So defensive line has to show up. And, and the secondary's got to be better. Secondary has to be better. Good thing is we get Darius Slay back. The other positive is that some of these younger guys ha have got, ha have basically had to play, you know, gotten some playing time because, because of the injuries to some of the veteran, veteran members of the secondary. And, and somebody needs to make a damn play, right? We are land, like we're in the bottom third of, of turning the other team over. Okay. The easy formula to win in the NFL and not, it's not easy to win the NFL, but it's turn the ball over less and turn them over more. And you're going to win the game. It's, it's not, we don't have to reinvent the wheel here. I believe if we can keep this thing pretty simple, we should, we, we should find a way to this football game, but it's going to be very interesting to see. And enough of the talk, like play for some goddamn pride. Yes. Like play, play out there. Like you care. Like, you care as much as the people who listen to this podcast 
you know, the thousands and the million of Eagles fans across play like you get, listen, you get your doors blown off, but it shows you're getting maximum effort. And maybe it was just, maybe it was just the coaches not having you prepared or not putting their players in the right position to succeed. Fine. We can all take that in the off season. We all know what has to happen at that point, but just play hard because when it looks up like, like you're quitting, like you don't give a crap. That's where we all, you know, that's where, you know, our antennas go up and the red flags yeah. go up saying, what happened to this it's, football team? It's lip service. It's un- We've got a lot of lip service last month. It's lip service Time and it's showing. completely unacceptable. Right. So there's no, there's you, no more weeks. There's right. no more weeks left to go, well, next week. This is it. Well, we got our I doors. Mean, we got punched in the mouth. Now we're going to show what our, you know, our fight. Right. Like now this is it, dude. Right. Because you hear the thing. It's like you hear the mindset of somebody like like Dallas Goddard said, which is just mind-blowing. It's This would even come out. He was like, I believe when we clinched the playoff spot, the playoff spot, we took our foot off the gas. For somebody like that is a problem. Like, you know? Yeah. And didn't you took you, your did foot you off. You didn't want the one seed this year? Right, right. You didn't see what that did, did for you last year? Exactly. You you're playing I mean. inferior opponents and you're playing at home. Like it's a big and Lincoln Financial Field is, you know, is a good home field advantage. Maybe the players, I mean, just maybe I can't get into their mindset. I can't get into the into their, you know, the psyche of their brains right now. But maybe the pressure and all that shit was like too great where they're like, you know what? We play pretty good on the road. We'd rather be on the road and then we'll go from there. I don't know. Yeah, but right. it just it seems like again the logic of that is absolutely ridiculous yeah. and absurd on yeah. its face. So right. I, I mean, believe me, but Hello. No, but everything we've just witnessed the last six weeks has been absolutely ridiculous and absurd. Just think about it. I said it at the start of the podcast. Feels like you and I have more questions than answers. Feels like most of the media and fans and people we talk to have more questions than answers or a ton of theories, but there's so much going wrong with this team that you just don't know where to, okay, fix A and this will take care of itself. Fix B and C and this will. No, it's like, Dude, I don't know. It's like a grease fire, right? It's just so mm-hmm. bad that, and it seems like the players don't have the answers. Now, and, and, and Hugh Douglas the, and, has been saying this on WIP for a minute, a couple of weeks now. He thinks there's something going on in that locker room. Oh, like 100%. He, right? There is and something that we sign. don't know. We don't know what it is. Nobody wants to, you know, put anybody on blast, but, you know, like, it, I mean, could it be that offensively the players don't believe in Brian Johnson calling plays and it's showing? And, and they can't voice their concerns or their opinion because they know that that's Jalen's godfather, that, that he's that's, known him forever. That or I, the offense is tired of the defense not pulling their weight even close. That's true, too. And now you get a little and bit of that going on. And there's a lot to be said. It could be either way. I and agree. Matt Patricia's an asshole. Let's just be honest about it. Well, and then there's that. <laughs> and and they put him in charge, right, of a right, unit right. that was already struggling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll see how hard Darius play Darius Slay plays on Monday night. Exactly. Because if he's going I through agree. the motions, it's not right. going to be then, good. Well, he, he can go through the motions and play for another football team. Because, I mean, he he's practically <laughs> dead to me. And he said that, you know, and some linebacker named Sad Joyner. Yeah, at yeah. that point, yeah. listen, I always thought Darius Slay was a good player. I thought it was a great trade at the time. But when you just dis- – Disrespect your elders, man. You, you you can learn a lot of great things from from people that have been in the the wars and the you know I hate to use that term, but but like 
Yeah. They just have lifelong experience, you know? I'll tell you and for you thing. to just, like, it's right. like a shift in the attitude of everyone. Yeah. Like, it's like. Darius um, Slade couldn't play a snap for Dan Campbell, the Lions current head coach. I guarantee you that. No, nah, you need him for lunch. Yeah. Um, all right. Prediction time. And I'm just going to say this. I was thinking about this this morning. John Mita, I don't know mm-hmm. that you've ever predicted the Eagles not to win. I don't know mm-hmm. that I've ever really either. I mean, I've mm-hmm. probably been more on the fence than you have at times. Like, we'll see yeah. if they win. But I don't know yeah. that there's ever been a game. And I'm fine with this. I mean, that's what we do. Why wouldn't uh-huh. we think the team's going to win, no matter how bleak it is? But yeah. so I'm very interested for your prediction for Monday night in the wild card round against the Bucs. What do you got? I have 27, Tampa, Eagles 21. Wow. We lose by six. This is the, the D- this is a historical moment on the Brotherly Love podcast. Listen, man. You know, I, I I listen to Ocho Senko and he thinks the Eagles are playing possum. Sorry, dude. I've been watching this football team every week. I'm not buying it. They look like they don't have it. And if they've given up on their coaching staff, maybe this is the way they just state it and they go through and they say, you know what? We're just going to lose. We're not going to give maximum effort. And maybe a house cleaning is in order. Just my thoughts. But 27-21, defense, again, same troubles, you know, like the quote, the great Denny Green, they are who we thought they were. The beginning of the season, we're like, man, this team is resilient. They they overcome all odds. They look like the Buffalo game was amazing. And then after the 49ers literally take our goddamn soul, that was it. The writing was on the wall. So I'm yeah, how about go, you? Where are I, you? I'm gonna go on the flip side. I'm gonna be positive Pete here. All right. All right, I'm positive gonna go Pete. 20, I like it. I'm gonna go 26 to 20 birds. And once again, it is the opposing team with the ball trying to drive for the score to win the game. And like we saw early in the year, but not so much late, the Eagles actually survive it. They get off the field somehow, some way. The Bucs run out of time. There's a turnover. Something happens, and the Eagles survive in Tampa. All right. All right. Fly, Eagles, fly. I mean, right. I'm listen, people. Don't think I'm not still rooting for this. No, football I, we know. Team. Hey, listen, your loyalty but, will never be questioned. But, but Johnny, me, uh, I got, I, I got to ask you before we run. Yeah. Give me your. I don't like. I don't want to pick Super Bowl prediction because I don't want to yeah. say the Niners or the Cowboys against somebody like that will make me sick yeah. in my stomach. I will root. Just give me, every... give me a dark horse on e- in each side, each conference. Give me a team that has longer odds that you think could play um, for the Super Bowl. I've got the I got the Rams and the Bills are my two okay. teams that could I, I, could I, make some noise. Yeah, I and, think I, the and Bills, it's hard to say the Bills because it ended up being the two seed, but right, from where right. they came from, right? Um, so Listen, let me actually I, let me give you a different. I, I, I would have I would have given you Miami as a dark horse, but they are decimated with injuries on the yep. D I mean, they're missing four like five defensive starters, and they're done for the year. So that's why. I would have picked, but, but let me Buffalo give you this. Then. Let me give you this and yeah. a real dark horse, meaning not a top three seed. Okay. Um, let me give you the Texans and the Rams, right? Are the Texans the four seed? They got it. Yeah. 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 yeah I know yeah, they have I'm a home not, game, I'm, but yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm so I'll go that's... Texans and Rams as teams that might win a game or yeah. two and surprise. Yeah. Them. Yeah. We all know Dallas is going to choke. Dallas won't be. But when it comes down to it, I, I think the two one seeds get through and it's a rematch of 2012. All I right. really. I think they're the best two football teams, and then it'll be a rematch from a game earlier this year. It would be very intriguing, but yeah. But, hey, nobody thought the Giants could go, win a couple games on the road, and then beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So stranger things are happening. 
We're back, baby. We're back. I'm kidding. Thanks for doing this, All brother. Right. As always, pleasure catching All up. All right, you got it. Absolutely. All right. None better, Joe. None Everybody, better. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, for the first time in what feels like an eternity, the Eagles play a respectable football game. They don't embarrass <laughs> on national TV. No they find a way to win a game that, on paper, should be very winnable. You know, when you look at when you if you had told me, I don't know, a month ago, two weeks ago, yeah, thirteen weeks ago. Eagles, Buccaneers in the first round of the NFL playoffs, I'd be like, Burns. I don't know that we either feel that same way as we've just discussed over the last half hour, but hopefully they can figure it out. Fly, Eagles, fly. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. For John Mita, Joe Donald, Brother Love Podcast. Till next time, go Birds, we think, and we'll see you.